The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The Volume. What's going on, Amp? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps. We got a good one uh, for you today. Uh, it's going to be a very quarterback-infused one, okay? Because first, we're going to discuss a little Jalen Milrow and J.J. McCarthy, two quarterbacks kind of trending in opposite directions here on this week. Then, we're going to hear from the legend himself, the Longhorn legend, Colt McCoy, who's going to join us and. I mean, obviously, Colt knows quarterback. He's a man who uh, started 53 games in college. He's a 12-year NFL vet, two-time All-American. He's got his number retired at Texas. Okay, like that's all you need to know. So talk to Colt, and then uh, we'll wrap up with some SEC power rankings. Mm. First, though, let's welcome to the show. I'm T-Bob Bear. This is Snaps, college football show. We hope you really enjoy it. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, man? How are we feeling today? Uh, feeling good. Excited to sit down and talk with Colt. I've uh, been trying to get him on the show, but you know, when you're, we're semi-retired NFL quarterback, you know, a lot of golf, some fly fishing. So we, we got a hold of Colt perfect timing too, just to rub it in T-Bob's face some more about, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to use the, the, the language that was used on X Twitter slash X today, but, uh, yeah, T-Bob. T-Bob's mentions are just being blown up by Texas fans. Keep it coming. <laughs> all season long. Do not take your foot <laughs> off T-Bob's throat, Texas fans. You let him have that shit all year. Oh, all my year. God. Where's A&M fans in your mentions? Or the, the Miami fans, I mean, in your A&M mentions, fans. dude. No, the Miami fans. Miami fans don't care about football. That's why. Exactly. The, exactly. Because the, the U is dead. I fucking told you. <laughs> yes. No, you pick no. The that gives a damn about football in a big way. Unfortunately, it 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 just feels all too much like our increasingly common wildfires. The my mentions yes. that is, 
as um, I keep expecting it to die down. And instead, like a new gust of wind comes in and the fire spreads and gets more violent and the conflagration gets longer. Um, No, my midgets are an absolute dumpster fire. But you know who else they fucking threw stones at? Okay. When he challenged people to be better than they were, Jesus. Okay. And so if this is my cross to bear, for me, oh. wanting Texas to be who Texas should be, for challenging Texas to be better than they were, if this is my cross to bear, if I have to be a martyr for this cause, so be it. So be it. I'm sorry if I want one of the best brands in college football to play like one of the best brands in college football. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hand up. That's on me. Okay? Keep throwing. Keep throwing. Because I can fucking take it. Okay? I'm here. I'm here, bitch. All day. Texas look great. We've given their yeah. roses. We've given we them their roses. We'll, we'll probably do it again with Colt. Um, let's get to our opening comment of the day, which, by the way, this comes from our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. We're pushing towards 5K. We would love to hit 5K towards the end of the week. So uh, if you're here for the first time or maybe you haven't yet, if you like it, subscribe. That obviously helps a ton. Uh, Rich Ryan Taylor says... <sighs> This T-Bob guy is proof that just because you own a microphone doesn't mean your opinions on the topic are viable. Georgia looks horrible. They have beat the first two teams 48-7 and 45-3. This dude doesn't have a damn clue. Who did Georgia beat? Help uh, me out here. Ball State. Ball State. Ball okay. State. And, and what, UT Martin? And UT Martin. So have mm. you reached such a sad, insecure place as a Georgia fan that you are championing wins over UT Martin at Ball State as things that should convince me that you look good. Get the hell out of here, Rich Ryan. I mean, look, I get it. You're not used to playing anybody with a pulse or something like a big game's a foreign concept to you. It kind of weirds you out a little bit, but other college teams tend to play teams that are close or equal to their level. And there's actually... And they like to lose those games to set them up for... for the inability to make the playoff. So some of us choose the easy route when championships yeah. off of that. Some yeah. choose the more difficult route, put themselves in a hole. It's okay, Tigers. It's okay. Uh, don't worry. T-Bob will, will, will get his after Georgia takes down them Gamecocks this weekend. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll let him know. What? You think beating <laughs> a South Carolina team that got its fucking ass kicked by UNC? Oh. What are y'all going to win like 38 to like seven? And you're going to be like, yeah. oh my God, we're so good. Get I, the hell out of here. I'll, re- I'll reiterate what I said in, in yesterday's show. I tried to defend Georgia's schedule about a month ago. Like deep downside, I knew it's somewhat easy. And it just, you look at the first two weeks of the season and it's, 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 it's easier than what we thought it was four weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. It's easier than we thought it was four weeks ago, which is sad. The SEC sucks. I hope the whole SEC burns down. It sucks. Um, oh, my God. Georgia's 27 and a half point favorites. <clears throat> but, yes, tell me more, Aaron Murray, about how this is going to be mm. such a challenging game. Spen- this is Spen- This is the moment Spencer Rattler makes his Heisman move right here this weekend. Spencer Rattler actually did really well. He's played great North this Carolina. season. Yeah, considering yeah, he was great. just getting effed up. Like, yeah. yeah. I want to randomly censor myself there. Um Okay, speaking of quarterbacks, good on Spencer Rattler. Two different quarterback topics I want to hit before we get to Colt. First, and going two opposite directions. One, about some talk out there, 
Dan Mullen and Matt Barry putting it out there that they kind of don't think Jalen Milrow is going to be the long-term guy this season for Alabama. I find that to be a bit interesting. Um, the second topic, opposite direction, J.J. McCarthy, who now you got Jim Harbaugh out here compared to J.J. McCarthy to Andrew Luck, not content with saying Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes earlier this offseason, yeah. Andrew Luck has now been brought into the fold as uh, well. I mean, when I think of Mahomes, Allen, Luck, McCarthy is honestly one of the next two names that pops into my head. So I see where Harbaugh's coming from, but we'll get to it. Um, chill the uh, fuck out, Aaron. It's called a joke. Uh, <laughs> um, here's my deal on Jalen Milrow. And this is also why I said Dan Mullen needs better internet because on their podcast, his internet kept cutting out in the answer, and he has such good answers. I just want to hear every word he yeah. says. But um, Jalen Milrow, we know this, was not the reason you lost to Texas. Now, it was a factor. Quinn Ewers and Jalen Milrow, like the gap between the two was obvious and large, mm -hmm. especially by games in. But so was the play by the offensive line. And I just, I it, it's like, if you put Tyler Buckner in that game, you're not winning. If you put no. Simpson in that game, you're not winning. Now, the only thing I would say is that like, because Texas was so good in the trenches that Milrow, especially even in that game, represented like without a doubt your better your best option. Because again, those other guys would have been even more disastrous. Because at least Milrow could create, and you saw some of the home runs that he created in there. Um, so like maybe if I wanted to play with this Aaron, you could maybe see a job change because like, is there another line that's going to beat your ass in the way that Texas did the rest of this year? I don't, I don't think so on that schedule. LSU has the potential to challenge, but I got to see more out of LSU, at least yeah. defensively. So, like, but I don't know, man. I, I think we arrived back at your original point, which is, like, if those guys didn't bid out Milro, maybe they're just not that good to begin with. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll say this, because there's a lot of people that are enamored with you know, some of the deep balls that he threw in the first game, some of the deep passes that he completed in this, in this, in this past week. And, and I... I love a good explosive play, and, and and you need that to keep you in games like you're you're going against Texas. But throwing a deep ball ain't that hard. I, I could find a hundred people out in the street to go say go throw a football as far as you can, like an athletic high school quarterback, and they can throw a sixty yard bomb. Like throwing a go ball is easy. It is. I'm just being honest. Like that no, I don't think you could find a hundred people that could just launch it sixty. But I, I, I feel find, what that's you're why, saying. That's why I read. That's why I read, I, I read, I read a high school quarterback. A high school quarterback. I can find a hundred. I can find a hundred high school quarterbacks <laughs> and go out there and fling a ball 50, 60 yards and make those throws. Like that. That's easy because you're not thinking. You're just throwing it as far as you can and saying, "Hey, my receiver's running full speed, and hopefully he's the one that comes down with it." It's the intermediate throws which make great quarterbacks. And why do we keep talking so highly about? Um, Shadur Sanders is because he's making those throws. Quinn sure. Ewers does Good that. Point. All those are like making the throws from five to 20 yards, which is what's impressed me a lot with, with JJ McCarthy this year, him hitting that big dagger out in week one, him hitting that 20 yard corner route. Like those are the throws that make you an elite quarterback, not the, I can throw it 60 yards, which is why so many people are so like anti Joe Milton, because what do we say? Like, who cares if you can throw a ball 80 yards, if you can't hit a 10 yard stop route, I don't give a damn. I just don't. So Milo can throw the deep ball. Cool. He can't do anything else. So that, like, what? So that, that's when I will disagree with you. Of if you put in one of those other two quarterbacks, the result would have been the same. Was Texas the better football team? Yes. And I still think Texas would have won the football game regardless of who the QB was. 
but I do think another quarterback would have made the game more interesting what? because those guys would have been able to make the more manageable throws more consistently. No, they would have been. Able what to I tell you the other day, more as well, they would have been able to get just like sacked and pressured. And like, like what? There were multiple times in which a five-yard route, my ten-yard route was wide open, and Jalen got caught jacking the ball off. Just jacking it and jacking it and jacking it and jacking it. Oh, like just, just like just like just holding on to it, like waiting, like literally. So that's not like a, you're saying jacking. literally jacking the ball off, like just up jacking and, oh, the ball. Wow. Off. Yeah, okay. yes, I know like literally saying. jacking it. He's jacking it. Like just throw it to the open receivers. Like decision making for him, uh, seeing the entire field, taking. I mean, we'll hear, we'll hear from Colt McCoy in about twenty minutes. Taking what the defense gives you. Jalen was looking for the home run. That's his mentality because he doesn't see the underneath stuff that well. But then, so, but okay, but, but I do so think another guy would have maybe given you a better. So, 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 how does Nick Saban not know that? I think he does. It just goes back to maybe the fact that those other guys just suck that bad. I guess that's I what I'm. Okay, but that's what I just said. I know. And then you were like, but no, but one of those but other guys, and it's more interesting. I don't know. I felt like I saw enough from Ty Simpson. I do agree. Like, I don't think Buckner is the, the, the guy. Like, I saw enough of Buckner last year at, at Notre Dame. That, like, eh, we have no, no good Buckner film. We have nothing at Notre Dame no. to fall back on. And I saw good stuff from Ty in spring where I was like, I think you could build an offense around Ty Simpson. Can it win you a national championship? No, but I don't think any of these quarterbacks can win you a national championship. But at least I know a guy that can do both because, like, there's a the misconception of like Ty's this one dimensional quarterback. Ty's a great athlete. Like, you don't have so, to completely throw out the running game with Ty Simpson as your quarterback. So you don't think that Jalen Milrow gives Alabama the best chance to win? No. Then what Not the fuck is Nick the Saban doing? Then how do you square the circle of what is his staff evaluating then? I don't know. Obviously, they see him day in and day out, so it's it's hard for me to like fully judge based on just seeing a spring game and some limited reps in, 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 in the first game of the season for Ty Simpson. But I feel like I've seen enough from Jalen to say, let's at least give someone else an opportunity. And I do think they're going to see what Ty can do, hopefully, against USF this weekend and start well, to so, make a more definitive oh, evaluation between the two. So that is where it gets interesting, is that every other team remain on Alabama's schedule, maybe save, again, LSU maybe, and then like SEC championship maybe. Like Every other team is not going to be able to challenge you like this Texas team did, right? So, like, it should be a more comfortable pocket from which to operate out of. So, if you did want to try out one of these guys, like, you should have maybe an easier path to success than Milrow had here early on. Again, I just, I just, I, mm, I just can't really get past this disconnect of like, if those other guys were good enough, Milrow wouldn't be playing, right? I mean, it was even one of those ideas where I thought, like, okay, if Milrow is playing, then he's definitely cut down on the turnovers because otherwise. Nope. How in the fuck would he win the job? But he hasn't. So then, okay, so again, how do we logic that out? The other guys know. are worse. The other guys are worse. God, They're throwing more picks, good. making that's more bad wild. decisions. Is, so that's what this all goes back to. It, is the, the Alabama could be that bad at quarterback with three yes, quarterbacks. That's what I was saying. What it goes back to then uh, becomes a stunning commentary on yeah. how badly they have bungled the most important position in football. After mm -hmm. having probably the best quarterback that their schools ever had, even oh, though, even or that Nick Saban ever had, even though I would say that this is better than, than, than what Bryce did for the past three years. Well, I mean, I don't know. Right. Like, like, isn't Joe Namath from there. So like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know deep Alabama history. That's all I'm saying. But, but what I would say is that I would actually combine. I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't because, know that after seeing you cheer for them last week. And I thought you would have known everything. Okay. About well, okay. Shut the fuck up. 
Okay. I let my ego control me. I let my ego control me. Um, Sorry for interrupting you. Probably saying, probably saying Tua was better than Bryce Young. Here's the deal. No. I would, I would, I would combine though the quarterback mismanagement into the Bryce Young era because they didn't win a natty with him. So you had the best quarterback you've ever had. You failed to win natty two years in a row with him. And now you get to a point where you get to a game where like you are just clearly weak in that position despite having three different guys. It's a it's a shocking and stunning mismanagement from huh? the best college football coach of all time at the most important position in college football. It is. I I and 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 you should have been able to one know this after the season. Like you knew Bryce was going to go to the NFL. You yep. should have been able to have been evaluating that quarterback position over the past you know, whenever both those guys got it onto campus and said, you know what, maybe we need to go get Sam Hartman. Maybe we need to get one of these other guys to come in here and create some competition, not, oh shit, ring the bell after spring. We, we're not as good as we thought we were. Now we have to go find someone in the second go round of the portal. Like, yeah, I know the, 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 crazy. the mismanagement dates back to after the season. How did you not know? that there was going to be this big of a drop-off between those two guys because you saw them every day in practice. Every day in practice. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. That's why I call it and study. If, if, if they wanted someone, like, do you think do you think they called Sam Hartman? Do you think Sam Hartman chose Notre Dame over Alabama if he knew he could have been the starting quarterback for the Crimson Tide? I, or did Alabama just say, we feel good with what we have. We don't really care that he goes to Notre Dame. I kind of feel like they probably felt good about what they had. <sighs> That's, I mean, maybe no, no, no and, and that's like I, I'm not sourcing that, right? So that is pure conjecture. Like I don't, yes, don't, don't with take you. that as. But I if just, you're saying Hartman, I'm going to I'm going to Alabama, not Notre Dame. If I get an opportunity, duh. What do you yeah. mean? All they do is get Alabama. All they do is get quarterbacks drafted in the first round yeah. and and like win championships and all this stuff. Yeah, I would say of course. Um, side note here, Aaron. Though, do you even watch the NFL? Tua looked way better than Bryce Young on Sunday. Okay. So how are you going to sit here and tell me that Bryce Young's a better quarterback? Listen, listen. I threw a touchdown to, to Tyreek in practice one day, Fuck and then yeah. I never threw another pass to him ever again because he ran through three defenders on a post route and just was like, okay, you're going to go with Alex Smith now. Uh, so I got one day. Oh, oh so he was I on got, the scout team for like one day. He's red with the two. No, this was, like, this, was in, um, this was in OTAs, so he was with me because he just got drafted. And he had a, a a corner post versus quarter, so he blew by, um, you know, by the linebacker nickel. Oh, this was with the then, twos. I'm saying this was the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. He's, and then he split the corner in safety, and I, my little P rocket arm, I threw it as far as I could. I hit about 60, 65 yards, and he ran under it and and was 10, 15 yards past the defenders when he caught it. Damn. And I looked at Nagy, and I'm celebrating, and I'm looking at Reed, and they're like whispering to each other. That was the last time I ever threw a pass. that's an incredible story um yeah okay so so give me your final answer aaron because i i feel like i i could see alabama experimenting because why not try to get better again you you'll you'll be it'll be easier for quarterback for whoever the quarterback is from here on out this season um, but I do not believe that these other guys represent better options. Jalen Milrow. I think you have to give it a chance. And yeah. I think you have to just run it up or run a very vanilla offense that, that, and it goes back to kind of what they want to do anyways, identity wise of, of 
And I've been saying all offseason, you can't turn the ball over if you're going to try to play ground and pound type football. And, and that's what Jalen yeah. did. He turned the ball over twice. If you're going to try to play close games where you're going to continue to trust this offensive line and, and develop this offensive line, then you need a quarterback that that maybe is not as as talented as him, but you know is also not going to fuck up the game and turn it over. True. Like you have to weigh that this guy's better, but he's also going to give me two interceptions. This guy's yeah. not as good, but at least he's not going to put us in a situation well, where we're going to lose 14 points. But I'll, also I'll take the guy who doesn't turn it over. But also, Tyler Buckner has like four touchdowns and five picks in his career. Well, I'm I not think. picking Buckner. Okay, well, uh-huh. Simpson again, but Simpson Simpson must be turning over just as much, if uh, not more, in practice. So. Otherwise, he would have won the uh, job. Uh, so we'll uh, see. We'll see what ends up happening we'll there. But either way, it doesn't make like even if it is Simpson Aaron. I disagree with this notion that it makes Alabama any better. They don't beat Texas. They don't beat Texas. No, like no, I, no, no. I, Texas is a better football team. Texas yeah, better football team. It doesn't make them any significantly better. Um, now on the opposite side of this equation, I got the film rolling right here, kind of the corner of my eye. Uh, JJ McCarthy, uh, Jim Harbaugh back in the headlines as he says JJ McCarthy reminds him of Andrew Luck, kind of a once in a generational talent. Now, interestingly, and, and and again, this this lines up with comments he's made in the past about uh, him and Patrick Mahomes, him and. Um, uh josh allen but Mm -hmm. again for the third time now he says these things and people are thinking in terms of like physical talent decision making and i'm sure harbaugh's alluding to some of that but what he immediately follows up with is basically the effect that he has on the guys in the locker room the leadership element the intangible elements that we're talking about uh when it comes to playing this quarterback position so harbaugh about as Eye on McCarthy as it is possible for a coach to be. Well, he does get into some of the throwing, and I, and I will agree, not in the sense of like he is elite arm talent like uh, Patrick Mahomes or even Andrew Luck, but he does have some pretty good, damn good arm strength. I've been raving about him all season, or at least for the first two weeks of the season, of how much I've been impressed with with his development of throwing the football down the field and, and and not like the go balls or the, the post routes, but you know, the, the, the 15, the 20 yard routes, the dagger, it looks like the, a completely those, different quarter. Those are the, those are NFL throws. When you're throwing dagger routes and deep out routes and deep comebacks and the ball is rising instead of dying, then you're kind of like, damn, that kid's got an NFL arm. And, and I'm seeing that from JJ. I didn't see that last year. And a lot of it was, yeah. he wasn't necessarily given the opportunity. You know, it was run the football behind this Joe Moorhead award offensive line we got Blake Corum and company at running back. Like, let's just like, let's do what Alabama should be doing. Let's just not lose the game by putting the ball into a quarterback that's not experienced. Well, now this season they're saying, okay, well, you are experienced. You showed us something in the end of the season versus Ohio State and and, and even the first round playoff game when you, you played well in the second half that yeah. maybe we are going to trust you because we know if we do want to win a championship, we can't be one dimensional. And now all of a sudden you're seeing a, a confident quarterback executing this offense at the moment. So, I don't know his personality. I don't know what he's like in the locker room. He could be Andrew Luck in the locker room for all I know, but I will say he is more and more showing me that he is a first-round NFL talent through the first two weeks of the season. And say all you want about who the opponent is, it's more about when you can see a quarterback execute and and the way he's executing, I really don't care who he's going against. Like That's a damn just – that's really good quarterback play. Well, and it matters in the context of – because they had a shitty schedule last year as well. 
but he looked bad, right? Like, like you're yep. talking about, they, they had a bad schedule, but he still looked conservative. He still looked like don't yes. drop the ball. He wasn't even the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. He was bouncing yep. back and forth. And so, yeah, now he enters the off season. You're the guy, the trust is there. The growth is there. I still don't know what it means for when they do got to run into somebody good. How much of it carries over? Do the coaches really trust him? Like, like yeah. we're, we, we will find these things out, but if you just look at last year against not good teams and this year against lesser teams, JJ McCarthy within that spectrum has improved drastically, yeah. drastically. And, uh, the film would, um, support that also east carolina is okay right i mean they're not they've, they've been they've been frisky no are they not good this mm -mm -mm -mm. does michigan play anyone till penn state no no they're like you hey look fucking smart who's number one and two in the country the two teams that are like you know what we're gonna do not play anything that our fans care about because we're just gonna mosey on to the playoffs wow y'all y'all are the reason why tv had to hostile take over college football so i hope you're happy yeah god their uh, next games are bowling green they're yep. actually gonna buy this week. No, 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 never mind. No, no, no. Bowling Green Rutgers at Nebraska. That looks like a cakewalk now. Yep. At Minnesota, Indiana, yep. at Michigan State with all that shit show, Purdue. Mm -hmm. And then you go on the road versus Penn State, Maryland, and then versus Ohio State. And then probably gonna face Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. Pretty friendly, Aaron. <laughs> huh? I'd be careful now, though. Uh... You're in a glass house. I can see your fingerprints all over it. Don't cast any stones. That whole thing's going to come crashing down on you. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but I guess the overall takeaway here is that I don't give a shit about JJ McCarthy. Like, is he Andrew Luck or not? Uh, what I do care about is Michigan looks like a title contender. Yep. UGA looks like a title contender. Um, what's the big difference between the two teams? One has a quarterback that you feel great about. One has a quarterback that. It's not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say that Carson Beck's awful, but you're just maybe a little unsure. You're less great about Beck compared to McCarthy. Yeah, and I think a lot of questions. I know you're you're giving Georgia some crap being 27 half point favorites, but once again, like this is still. Uh, this is going to be a test for this offense that hasn't looked super efficient. I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about it tomorrow during the breakdown a little bit, but this will be a decent test to say like, okay, I'm not asking you to win because like we know Georgia's going to win, but how do you look? winning and that's why i talk about with jj like how do you look when you play in these games and he looks dominant georgia's won those games but they haven't looked dominant are they ready to now win football games in a dominant fashion and look like a championship contender and carson look like the the quarterback that i i, I know and believe he can be this will be the really first in my opinion the first first time we really get to you know, have those questions answered this weekend for south carolina um so we'll see but like i will say this like i still like they're different because Michigan's running backs are far superior than Georgia's running backs. It's not even close. Yeah, but, but I will still give the, the outsider better. Yeah, but I would still give Georgia the edge when it comes to receivers and, and yeah. obviously Brock Bowers. So it's a good matchup. It's a good matchup. Match. It's funny. I look at I look at and and again, we're seeing how much quarterback matters, right? Because who are we down on? Ohio State. Because you don't believe in yeah. Nagama Court. Why are Florida State and Texas suddenly up there? Yeah, they won big games, but also you fucking love Jordan Travis. You love Quinn mm -hmm. Ewers. Michigan, loving JJ McCarthy. Georgia, we're still a little, you know, we're still a little unsure. Why do we, we love the, the Pac 12? Why yeah. do we love the Pac 12 right now? Quarterbacks everywhere, even down because to Cam Ward, loaded. who we never talk about. Shout uh, out Cam Ward. Shout out Cam Ward. Loaded with quarterbacks in that conference. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. 
Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans black on black on black you know we just had the second kid so we need a little bit something bigger to get the kids and the dogs around t-bob so you gotta sell me a little bit more bro i'm telling you dude they're incredible i mean the 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 amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind you've never experienced anything like it plus you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot Okay. Like you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's like ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle. And that's where eBay Motors comes into play. Yeah. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Um. All right. Well, you know who knows quarterback play? The guy who's done it for 12 years in the league. Uh, Enjoy. Here it is. 
Colt McCoy on this episode of Snaps. Oh man, everything just tastes a little sweeter. The air smells a little better. Energy's a little greater. And it's all because football is back and in full swing with another week of epic games. And hmm, can you guess who's got you covered on all the action for every single one of those games? That's right. You already know the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Okay, an official betting partner of the NFL. And once again, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. If you're signing up for the draft, you have the first time promo code TBOB. You bet $5 on football, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Are you kidding me, guys? But it's not just the new customers, okay? Nobody misses out with DraftKings. In fact, all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Just get on the app and check them out. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now using the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, to sign up, and you can take advantage of that incredible new customer deal, bet $5, and take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, the crown is yours. If you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? It is time for another Snaps guest, and uh, I could not be more pleased. Well, I guess I could be more pleased because I'm about to get lambasted once again but we have the longhorn legend on himself colt mccoy a man who started 53 games in college football 12-year nfl vet two-time all-american maxwell davy o'brien manny he's got his number 12 retired by the texas longhorns the quarterback colt mccoy colt what's up man a pretty good uh wednesday pretty good week to be a texas longhorn fan i'd say yeah, pretty good week, man. They they looked awesome uh, down there in Titletown. Uh, mm. Pretty proud of those guys. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good week to be a Longhorn right now for sure. I, yeah. I guess for you, I guess for you even a little sweeter too because of your, your last college game was against Alabama. You went down a year ago. Yours went down versus Alabama. All they needed was a quarterback just to stay healthy through the game. That's all it took to beat the Crimson Tide, right? <laughs> You know, the amount of calls and texts and, you know, last year when Quinn got hurt against Alabama, that was just – that was horrible because I felt like uh, they really had a chance. And this year he stayed healthy. And I think what you're seeing with Texas right now is, like, just the fruits of of patience and letting Sark build a team, right? All these guys that played, you know, a few nights ago uh, and beat Alabama are all the same guys who played last year, right? They they had some growing pains, Mm -hmm. but Sark Sark and his staff – you know, have been building something that they truly believe in. And I think all of that paid off, you know, by what you saw Saturday in, at Alabama. And, you know, it's hard for teams to go in there and beat a powerhouse like that on at, at their home. Like, that's just – that's really hard to do. And I think Texas just uh, has built something pretty special, and hopefully they can keep it going. 
Well, and, that, and that's something that we talked about, you know, Monday after rewatching the game is the thing that jumps off the screen is not just the win, but it's kind of the sustainable elements within the win, right? Like they just dominated the trenches and that's going to win you pretty much any football you're going to be in. So I know like functionally, if I ask you, what's the difference to this year's Texas, you could say like, well, I mean, look at them; They're great on line of scrimmage, but is it, is it more than that? Has there been a culture change? that has taken place over the last couple of years because my whole deal was like, okay, don't tell me Texas talent. They've always had talent, but that's not the problem. But this year, the talent is actually effective and successful and tough. I mean, they survived some real haymakers on Saturday. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I wanted to watch, you know, me and Hester and, and uh, Bobby were talking yesterday and like, we just wanted to see like the first couple of drives of the game and just see like the physicality, the line of scrimmage, like, Who's who's given? Who's like who's winning that battle? Yeah, and it was very apparent from the beginning that Texas was not going to back down. And I think again, I'll kind of repeat myself here, but like it's important for teams to maybe like think about what Texas has done. Think about the staff. This is Sark's third year there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've always had talent. The, the talent's only going to get you so far, right? Quinn had a lot of good games last year, and he probably had some games that he wanted back. Like he was pretty up and down. Right. But it wasn't just that. It was just they were playing a lot of young guys on both fronts. Right. Secondary was young. Like there, there's a lot of things about that team. They got a lot of experience last year and they lost a bunch of games late in the fourth quarter that would have changed, you know, their win loss record. And so yep. to me, like I've seen this team, you know, climbing and climbing and climbing. Like, and I think what you saw, you know, on Saturday was basically that like a team that figured out how to win in the fourth quarter how to like put a full game together you saw a little bit of it against rice and now you know for if i'm texas like i think you just accomplished something that you've talked about for three years right you've been Mm -hmm. building for that and now like okay now that's the expectation let's keep that and i think it's going to be exciting to watch i don't think the big 12 is that good and i think they have a chance to to do something pretty special after that Listen, I got Texas going against Georgia in the national championship this year, so I'm I'm all about a little burnt orange and a red and black in that natty. Uh, another reason why Texas is the, the line of scrimmage play, and you, you kind of brought up yours a little bit. Man, the way he anticipates throwing the football is is next level. I mean, he just lets it rip, and he yeah. knocked a tight end in the head the other day in the first first game versus Rice. But like, you better tell those guys, man. When I hit my back step, you better get the head around. What is his pro potential, and is he the best quarterback Texas has had? Since uh, since you, you know, I think you watch Quinn and there's, there's not a throw that he can't make. And, you know, that's one of the things that Sark had been telling me for a while. And um, like you look at the rise, you look at some games last year, like he's he's not scared to push the ball down the field. And Sark's nature is to be aggressive. And I think if you're I think if you're Quinn, like, you know, you look at the guys that are around you, the skill guys, you got three backs who are like plug and play and they're all great. You got receivers mm-hmm. on the outside mm-hmm. who can all have speed and all got great ball skills. They, get, they can go get deep balls, keep taking their shots. You got a tight end who'd probably be a top first or second round pick in the NFL whenever he wants to come out. And then you got a young offensive line who's playing good. Like if I'm Quinn and starts coaching him up, I'm saying keep taking shots, keep being aggressive. Like you don't have to win the games. Just, just execute the offense. When it's time to take a shot, take a shot. We need to check it down, check it down. Like, we're going to stay ahead of the chains in the run game and make make this as simple as possible for Quinn because there's not a throw 
that he can't make. And I felt like, you know, the risk reward factor with playing quarterback, Aaron, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I felt like Quinn nailed that Saturday night. Like, he knew mm -hmm. when to take his shots. He knew when to take a sack. He knew when to check it down. Like, that that's showing maturity and that's showing progress within, you know, their system and what they want to do. And, you know, if he continues to play like that, you know, I would, I would also say, like, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Like, there's already enough pressure playing at UT, right? Yeah. They haven't won in a while. Like, the expectations are always high. And, you know, now that you're in this position, just kind of hone in and, and be yourself and execute the plays that I call. And, and you know, you got enough good talent around you, it's going to be all right. Well, and it's kind of interesting because I know that Ewers has talked about that, some of the mental pressure that he felt last year, and it kind of led to him maybe – pushing a bit or feeling a bit uncomfortable at other times. But that last part, you talk about the talent around him. Something that me and Aaron have talked a lot about on snaps last year. And it's something that like, I know sounds obvious to y'all too with y'all's QB experience, but I don't know if the general public really appreciates it is just how much having elite weapons helps, right? Cause we always think about quarterbacks elevating everybody else. And we don't think about that kind of going back into the quarterback. Like, just like to what extent does it help you reach that next level that QB when you have guys like AD Mitchell and everybody else there on the outside and the and the trio of running backs and the great offensive line? Well, it helps tremendously. Like Aaron can vouch for that. Like you have guys who are going to win their matchups. You know, you you feel pretty good about playing quarterback. And again, you know, on top of that, like you know, Sark's expertise is calling plays. Right? He mm -hmm. he gets matchups. He finds mismatches. Like, you know where you're going with the football a lot of times before you get the ball in your hand, right? And so I think a combination of all that, I think Texas is in a good spot, and they just have to understand that the target's on their back. Now you've sort of you've sort of hit that mark that you wanted to be when you, all the things that you talked about last year and in the offseason and going into this year and finishing in the fourth quarter. Like, they did that uh, on national TV in a big moment. And, you know, you're going to get everybody's best shot from here on out. So, so obviously Texas is going to the SEC, and I think there was some worry of is Texas ready to compete in the SEC? Well, you went into a place that only one team has won out of the past 53 times in Tuscaloosa, and you beat Nick Saban and Alabama in their home. Is there a, more of a sense of confidence now from the Texas faithful that, hey, we are ready to move to the SEC? We are ready to play in this league come next year? You know, I think Texas, like the expectations are so high doesn't matter the season when the talent like everybody wants to win and so people are always on the bandwagon but i would say the people who may have doubted i think they probably jumped on the bandwagon at this point you know like oh, what? like what what are you talking about who could that be i don't know i don't know i mean look look <laughs> I well, just about somebody in your office. Yeah, yeah I look. Yeah. I just wanted to challenge Texas to be great. Okay, I just <laughs> wanted to challenge, and you know what? They did it. And if I got to accept blowback for that, you're welcome. I'll. I'll well, I'm, I'm I would think right. that there, I would think there's a lot of people in your position. Like, look, I would say so. Yes. Like, talent, like <laughs> when are they gonna do? When are they gonna figure this out? And I think you saw, like, from a team building perspective and from a goals perspective and from like a culture perspective, the things that Sark has been building over the last three years, you know, I think that he's like, ha, ah, I told y'all you yes. bought in like now, now we got to do that every week. That's the expectation.
Hey, hey, Colt, uh, T-Bob also crowned Miami dead and they'll never be relevant ever again. So he single-handedly single okay. motivated okay. two <laughs> mega brands back to life this okay. weekend. It's Hold amazing on. what one man can no, do. No, amazing what up, one Aaron. man can do. Aaron, you literally <laughs> said A&M was going to smash Miami by double digits. You said but I never said the Miami the brand was dead. I never I said Miami say brand was dead. Look, look, man, I, I mean, take a lot the, of shots. Is the, is the A&M brand dead? Ooh, <laughs> I mean, I'll let you let, I'll let well, you answer that. You're in the state. You, yeah, is A and M dead with Texas rolling and Texas joining the SEC? Is A and M's chances of ever having that mega mega big step is that is that is that in uh, in the rearview mirror? I mean, I don't know what step you're talking about, but I would say <laughs> that that A and M is not dead. They're a great program. Like, highly respect Jimbo Fisher. I think that you know all I care about is bringing that game back. And us going yeah, to the SEC yeah. and having yeah. the opportunity to play the Aggies again, home or away, like that's just a great, great game that was one of my favorites in college. And I'm so thankful that, that we made that move and we get that game back. Like that was that was the biggest deal to me. I love Hell it. Hell yeah. Uh, I'd say this on A&M, Colt. Um, A&M will never be you, – you, like th th they're never that far away, right, because they have all the natural resources, everything else – Right, I, I I am willing to declare the Jimbo era dead. Uh, I I don't know. Is that right. a, I, I mean, I is that know. a step too know. far? I I just like we're going through all the numbers, and there's really nothing to hang your hat on. And it's like a pretty big sample size. Like even if you combined end of Jimbo at Florida State into his time at A and M without Mike Elko, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I feel like they've just for years and years just been like a quarterback away. To be honest. I feel like they're just like the kind of the head man away. They're surfing a little Bear Bryant curse. But don't worry, guys. It only takes $150 million to flip over the whole staff. So, like, I mean, that's what? That's jump change. Come on, you little poor boys. You Aggies, make it happen. Um, Colt, what is the... Oh, that's funny. What is... The, yeah, somebody did send me that today. It's not just Jimbo's bio. With the assistance factored in, we're talking probably to hire a new staff, like $150 million price tag. Uh, Colt, so like you said... Or what, I'm available. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> what we talked about earlier, though, um, sustainable was the thing that kept coming to my mind watching Texas. Like, these are things that can carry forward into every game this season against every opponent. So then, what becomes the ceiling for Texas after going into T-Town and winning by 10? Yeah, I think that's a great word, sustainable. I think, you know, I don't, you know, this is just me talking. Like, I don't think there's really anything outside of the Oklahoma game that's going to like surprise us yeah. uh, or, or like, you know, that game is always circled. So even if you both Oklahoma and Texas are Oh and five head into that game, it's still going to be a good game. Like that's still a rivalry and that could go either way. But I just think the big 12 in general is down this year. Right. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you can't sleepwalk into any of these games, right? Baylor's 90 miles away. Right. Like that's a that's going to be a good game. Like you, you got to be prepared for those. Mm -hmm. And so for Texas, like we talked about earlier, just understanding that, you know, what you've built has now you have everything that you would ever want right in front of you. Right. You got the Big 12 championship in, uh, in front of you. You got maybe a spot in the college football playoffs in front of you. You're a top five team. Like you just did something on Saturday night that not many teams have done in a long time. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody's watching you. So how do you respond? How do you sustain, you know, what you, what you've built so far? And I think that's a, that's a task for Sark and his staff. But I also think it's a task for 
Quinn and the football team and saying like, no, this is the expectation. This is who we are. Let's play like this every week. And if they do that, like it's easier said than done, but they got a true shot at doing something pretty special. How is, uh, how is the mini retirement right now? Any, any itch to get back on the football field? Are you enjoying the golf course? <laughs> you know, I've been taking my kids to school every morning. Uh, nice. I went and saw some second opinion doctors on my elbow just to make sure that, you know, I, I'm as good as I feel. Like, I feel good. So, um, we'll see. Got some options. No. Uh, but it's a nice day here in Phoenix playing some golf. I, I guess – after I dropped my kids off, I did a little workout, and it's like, what else, What do you do? What else do you do? Just, <laughs> Play golf. I just go hit some balls. Play golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Dude, it was, we'll uh, it was fascinating. My old man played, you know, QB in the NFL for like 15 years. So I was fascinated to watch him go through that same process, right, where he'd yeah. say he's like drops off at school. He's like, I, he just got super in shape. He just got like an eight-pack. That was his answer to <laughs> yeah. the uh, to the problem. Last one here, and, and, and tell me, like, I don't care. If you, if you don't have an opinion, that's fine. But, Cole, I don't know how much college football you get to watch a day-to-day base. Have you checked in on Shadur Sanders at all? We, we've been doing a lot of Shadur Sanders take 12 years. I'd love to get your longtime NFL vet opinion of how he plays the quarterback position. Yeah, I watched the TCU game. I didn't get to catch much of the Nebraska game. I just saw highlights. Um, but they are fun to watch. Oh, yeah, my man. goodness. Yeah. yeah. Like, they have some skill. Like, they, you know – they're fun to watch. I mean, they're, they're like must watch TV right now, especially with just Coach Prime and and Shadur and all the little like quick shifty dudes. Travis Hunt. I mean, they're they're like they're fun to watch. I don't know what's going to happen for them the rest of the season, but like I think just off the TCU game, uh, Shadur like played at an elite level. Like he made some throws down the field when he needed to. He stayed ahead of the chains. He knew when it was quick game and get when to get completions. Um, they got him out of the pocket a few times, pushed the ball down the field. Like I just thought he was super efficient. If he plays yeah. that way, they're going to be hard to beat. I don't know how good their offensive line is, um, but his accuracy on deep balls that jumped out yeah. to me. Um, I mean, I haven't really talked about it. Nobody's really asked you about that, but I would just say that I've been very impressed. And you know, for a guy to come in and do that, like against a team that was just in the national championship on the road, like that's not easy. And so that, that automatically uh, earns you a lot of respect when you're talking about quarterback play across the country. And hopefully he can continue because they are, they are a fun team to watch. The legend himself, Colt McCoy, uh, a great week to be a longhorn Colt. Thank you so much. for taking up enough of your time. You're on the golf course. You go have fun, my friend. Uh, here's to whatever comes this fall for you. Yeah. We'll be watching and waiting with bated breath, but, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Aaron, thanks for sticking with it and keeping me, uh, honest. I knew I was going to get on the show at some point. It just yeah, finally yeah. worked out. We, we always love it. We would love to have you on in the future, man, but I understand golfing, fly fishing, babies. <laughs> I was, I was Snap, snaps is down the list. Trust me. Yeah. Snaps is down the list. I'd be doing the same. Oh, thing. No, it's good. Okay, man. You guys have a good day. What's up, y'all team? I'm here from snaps, your favorite daily college football show. Uh, look, man, I love football season. It's my favorite time of the year. It is a very 
busy time. Okay. Running around 24 seven. I got a bunch of kids now games on. You gotta be studied up ready for, and look, I'm trying, I don't want to get, I'm trying, I'm on camera. I want to look good, man. I want to feel confident when I'm going around. Okay. And that is where factor meals comes into play. Okay. Factor America's number one, ready to eat meal kit. We're talking chef prepared, dietitian approved, ready to eat meals that get delivered straight to my door. So it's like, not only do I save time, I eat well, and um, it's funny, the script says, stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. But I'm really trying to do that, y'all. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been doing things like intermittent fasting, you know, counting macros. And that's not to say that this is for you, whatever. What it is to say is that if any of that sounds interesting, or if you just want to feel better in general, eat a little healthier, Factor makes it so incredibly easy. And, and for how many of us has that kind of barrier of entry been the problem, right? Either maybe it's, maybe it's monetarily, maybe it's just simply a time thing. Maybe it's a skill thing. I don't, I don't know how to, how to make all this stuff. Well, guess what? Factors, fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, two minutes. Y'all all you do, all you do is heat and enjoy. And then you get back to crushing your goals. And look, you get to choose from 34 over 34 weekly flavor packed dietitian approved meals. It's just incredible, man. And then things like gourmet, Plus, right, where everything just gets taken to the next level. You get upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. So let's look, whether you're counting calories, just general healthy, just pure time, let's all be better this fall. Let's accomplish our goals, become who we want to be, and let factor be a small part of making that happen. Okay. So this September, I'm challenging you to enjoy eating well without any of the hassle. Just simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed deliciousness. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head over to factormeals.com slash snaps50 and use the code snaps50 to get 50% off. That's snaps50 at factormeals.com slash snaps50 to get 50% off your first order. You're welcome. Trust me, shout out factor. Very excited. Thank you for helping me accomplish my goals this football season. Hey, welcome back. Wow. Wow. Dude, that was a lot of fun sitting down with Colt. I would uh, yeah. love to do that again. Uh, the retired quarterback oh. life seems pretty tight. You know, semi retired. Excuse me. Semi retired. We don't know. It sounded like maybe he's got a little something coming up. See if we'll, the Jets we, call. We see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the semi retired life of a quarterback. Very nice. All right, Aaron, let's wrap up the show today. Like we do every Wednesday, uh, which feels a little xenophobic, a little regional, but with some sec power rankings, that's right, dude. We're going to give you our power rankings through two weeks. Has anybody played anybody? Not really, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> number one on the list remains Georgia. Obviously yes. immediately at two though, things become interesting. I had LSU Is it still stuff. Alabama? So you still got LSU, even though I we're sitting LSU. here talking pre-show, and I think LSU is going to smash Mississippi State. I was so unimpressed with what Zach Arnett has done in that Mississippi State offense. You're sitting here saying, oh, but LSU is going to get rid of Bebe, you know, and, and look, I no. love Woody, the running back, but you're still going LSU too. I'm going LSU too. Can you just please let Harold Perkins, even last week, he was playing so much nickel well, like, he's just, gonna be. Just, that's just, gonna be him, though. He's gonna stop. be Nickel Sam. He's gonna be Nickel Sam. I know. Sam. Just drives me crazy, man. Just, just. He, 
Uh, no TFLs to start the year off for two games for him. So, so, so I'm making a call. I'm going to save a lot of it for tomorrow's show, but he's going to be huge this game. I don't know if he's going to get a sack because apparently Mississippi State doesn't fucking throw the ball anymore. So I don't know how many opportunities he gets. I know you're will again, you're on a bit of a heater. So all of a sudden your Will Rogers take looks really good because Mississippi State's new offense makes Will Rogers look bad. Like, like it, 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 he looks so pedestrian now. Compared it's to only like I'm on the SEC right. records for a quarterback and know how to play the position, but no one wants oh, to believe me. Oh my god, dude! I'm just gonna throw it out there. I cannot. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Then, dude, mm, mm. Mm. I won't even hammer you on A and M. I'll wait for you to be wrong next time, and we'll hammer that. Um, yeah, you definitely had A and M. All right, so we put LSU two, Alabama three. Yeah, obviously, obviously. And then it gets four. really weird. Yeah, because they got the Tulane win, but like, you know, yeah. sure. It's almost like a, uh, I, what, what do you call it? Um, not by design. I don't know, whatever. The, the remainder, the leftover. I don't know. Fuck it. Oh, Ole Miss gets in there because they haven't done anything to fuck it up yet. Not necessarily because yeah. I believe in them. All right. Ole Miss four, Tennessee five. Um, this is just, when like the, from here on out, the whole the SEC does just stink this year. I mean, it's been awful. Yeah. It was yeah, Tennessee, it was very Tennessee hard. Five. It was very hard for me to do this fourteen because I'm just like, man, I, I I feel bad putting them there, and I feel bad with like a lot of these teams where I put them because I'm like, God, I, they shouldn't deserve to be there. But everyone else is so bad that it just it just falls the way it falls. So yeah, Tennessee. Well, it's at like five. I kind of got <laughs> like like after we get past Tennessee, I kind of lose the stomach for the fight. Like it's just <laughs> kind of a big pile of shit afterwards. Like you want to tell is. me that. Arkansas is better than uh, South Carolina. Sure, you know. Yeah. You want to put Mizzou up there? I'll have fun. I don't care. You know? uh, so, uh, okay. So who you got after Tennessee? A and M. I still believe in the offense. Mm. At least, I, at least I know they can score mm. points. Kentucky has not been impressive on defense, and Kentucky has not been impressive on offense at all, at all. Yeah, they've been very just like Devin Leary. I can't. I think mm. there's a lot there, but I just I haven't seen it. Like I can't they, believe they that you finally convinced me to get back. Like I have been a doubt Kentucky every year, boy, and I've made a and lot I think, of headway. I think they still have a chance. And you finally sucked me back they, in, and now they suck. They have a chance still. They're undefeated, so let's not go crazy yet. But they just have not looked good to start the season. No, all. I mean I'm not. looking around. It feels weird putting Nate in there after Miami just handles him. But uh, who are you going to put over them? You're not going to put Auburn. Arkansas. You're not gonna put Arkansas. No. How's Arkansas look? Mississippi State. No. 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 All right. Six. Texas A&M. It is. I had Kentucky seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna roll through Mike's. I feel like you're gonna say yes, I mean, bro. I don't. Give <laughs> I, I, I feel bad. I know this Arkansas is eight. Arkansas eight. <laughs> Mississippi true. State nine. Missouri okay. ten. Anything you would change there? I was pretty unimpressed with Mississippi State film. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was too. I don't think Arizona looked any good. I feel like me picking Mississippi State to did finish. Did you watch Missouri versus uh, – who did Missouri play this past week? I'm drawing a blank right now. Same team Alabama faced in week one. Let me see. I got Middle it right Middle Tennessee. Yeah, Middle Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, Middle my Tennessee. God. They barely won. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. So, But you only did 10. We're not going the full 14 here? No, we are. We are. I'm just saying, like, there's anyone else that you would have rather in the top 10. I think it's there. I have – You mean South have, Carolina? God no, South Carolina's uh, not ahead of Mississippi State. You don't think with Spencer Rattler? Yeah, but they got blown. They're gonna be one and two after this weekend. They're gonna be one and two. 
yeah, but this isn't really like, you know, but what? I don't want to I know they got smoked. The they got smoked versus North Carolina. Like they gave up nine sacks. No, I know. But what I'm saying is like North Carolina is like a good football team, though. Like I'm know, not going to punish still. them for playing a good football We're team. Giving up nine sacks? And give up nine sacks? I am going to punish them. Southeastern Louisiana. For giving up nine sacks, I will punish you. Okay, so A&M, who's after? And then you Kentucky. And then who's after Kentucky, you said? Arkansas, eight. Mississippi State, nine. Missouri, 10. And then I have Auburn, South Carolina, Vandy, Florida. Okay, so I got no problem with Vandy, Florida at the bottom. Um, I think I would bump uh, Mississippi. I, I would I would switch South Carolina and Mississippi State. So you went South Carolina at nine. Yep, nine. Yep. yep. All right. Since you since you haven't had as much input on this list, I'll give it to you. I disagree, but I'll give it to you. Uh, and and I don't care if you want to put uh, like where you want to do Mizzou, Auburn, Mississippi State. It's just all kind of one big bag. But I don't know, man. Like you said, Spitz Rattler's played really well. He has played very well. Like very Beamer, well. Beamer's gonna have the special teams role, and like they'll be okay. They'll be okay. Not this weekend, but uh, but they'll be they'll be. I don't know. I just I, I I don't get why Zach Garnett, when they brought in Kevin Barbe from App State. I mean, I thought it's going to not be the air raid; it'll change. But I did not expect him to go just full pro style offense. Like yeah. it's actually it's actually insane to me. What do we always talk about? The style of offense that they're trying to run is so talent dependent. You just have to be better than the other people. Now, if you are better than the other people, it leads to like the ability to just really control a game, to like take the game by the throat, throttle it. You can kind of do whatever you want, but it's not like uh, some of these spread attacks where, yeah, maybe they have a bit of a glass ceiling, but they allow you to punch up. They make up for your talent efficiency. So what they're doing, what offense. they're doing offense is what I thought Alabama was going to do this year. Like, yes. is that not what Alabama was supposed yes. to be doing? Like, which exactly is that not insane by our net? Because their offensive yeah. line is not that good. Woody right. is awesome. The running back's really good. Woody's awesome. But that's um, what I'm saying. Like Alabama, just go do that. Like you said, like you could you could choke people out doing that. Like put in a quarterback that's not going to turn over, similar to what we're seeing from 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 Mississippi State, and then just run the ball and play good defense. Yeah. So I guess my problem with Mississippi State is like they're doing that, but without you know being Alabama talent. Yeah. Arnett, what are you doing? You can't, you can't trust a defensive head coach, dude. You mm -hmm. know, they always want to do this stupid shit. Speaking of Tua, look what happened to him when he finally got with an offensive guy. You know, yeah. everybody's ready to declare him dead under Flores. Look at him and McDaniel now. How you're thriving. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, some of the best receivers in the NFL. All right. So here's our SEC power rankings for snaps Georgia won, LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas AM at six, Kentucky at seven. Arkansas 8, South Carolina 9, Missouri 10, Auburn 11, Mississippi State 12, Vandy 13, Florida back at the back of the pack at 14. There you go. That's it. Another snaps SEC power ranking. And that'll do it for today's show. A uh, massive thank you to everyone who hangs out with us every day here on Snaps. A huge thank you to Colt McCoy for joining us. Um, a huge thank you to our excellent team here at Snaps. Pat Gunther, Ryan Brumley, Chris Tran, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas. And uh, the biggest all thank you to all of you who listen and hang out and do the annoying stuff like liking and subscribing and reviewing and pestering your friends with it. So please, please, please continue to do so. Um, 
We love doing this. It's so much fun, man, and we love college football. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we will, our, our, as we do every Thursday, uh, we will preview the biggest games of the weekend, you know, just talking about the actual football. And uh, we got some gambling stuff coming as well, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So remember, here on Snaps, every day, pods go up. YouTube channel filled with content. We go live on YouTube on the weekend sometimes and on Mondays. And then every other day, you catch us on AMP, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central. Share the word, my friends. I hope you all have an excellent day. I'm going to go back to getting fucked in my mentions. We'll see you tomorrow on a brand new episode of Snaps. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 